0: So today on Steve Bannon's War Room podcast, he actually had some interesting points that he was making. And what kind of piqued my curiosity was that he was talking about Elon Musk, and Steve Bannon said, this guy is owned by the Chinese. Not a big fan of Elon Musk, to say the least, which kind of piqued my interest because, as you know right now on Twitter, since Elon Musk has taken Twitter over, it's become sort of more right-leaning. And a lot of the politicians, legislators, congressmen, you name it, are leaning into Elon Musk as as their new best friend. And for somebody like a conservative, basically like Steve Bannon, to come out and say, you know what, he is owned by the Chinese, kind of piqued my interest. So I want to talk about that. And then he actually had this man named Joe Allen on his show who talked about the transhumanist ambitions that elon Musk has and that's basically where you get that chip that's planted in the back of your brain so that you can be human and ai or human and cyborg and i want to talk a little bit about that interesting conversation that he had with this joe allen so i didn't realize this folks some background on elon musk he's actually got triple citizenship Um, as we know he's most people know he was born in south africa and to a South African father, and he's got a Canadian mother. He's also got U.S. citizenship. He's had some rocky uh, relationships here with his kids. He's got six kids. The one daughter, though, according to this article that's published by the Bay Area News Group, and this came out on October 10th of 2022, says that Elon Musk doesn't seem to believe he played any role in alienating his 18-year-old transgender daughter Who made the legal move this year to no longer be related to her controversial billionaire father in any way shape or form i mean that's a hell of a move to make right i mean the guy's a billionaire and this daughter is saying that she doesn't want anything to do with him instead the tesla ceo told the financial times in an interview that was published friday that is according to this article back then that his child's decision to distance herself from him was caused by nothing other than neo-marxists at educational institutions. Okay, all right. And um, he also said this, in a conversation with the Financial Times, Musk said that his relationship with his daughter may change in the future. He also insisted that he has a very good, or very good relationships with all the others, but he said you can't win them all. Interesting stuff. So the article that I want to talk to you about is coming to us from the Atlantic folks. And it kind of touches on what I was talking about with why doesn't Steve Bannon or why do, why does Steve Bannon think that he's owned by the Chinese? I mean, what, what in the Sam Hill's going on here? you know, what are the dynamics at play? Because Steve doesn't really, he didn't go into any of that. He just said, you know, I, I, I don't like the guy he's owned by the Chinese. So this article is, again, from The Atlantic. It's entitled, Who's Really at the Wheel of Tesla in China? Details on this. It came out November 4th of 2022. So it sets up the scenario here with Elon Musk sort of calling people names over here. He called President Joe Biden some names. He referred to Bernie Sanders uh, in a tweet. He said, I keep forgetting that you're still alive. You know, so... He's out there sparring with the Bernie Sanders and the Joe Bidens of the world. But yet, when China's ambassador to the United States, whose name is Quinn Gang, visited Tesla's factory in Fremont, California, earlier this year, Musk could not have been more courteous. The two took a spin in a Model S plaid and enjoyed a friendly chat. China and the United States have great potential for cooperation in in electric vehicles, Musk said. According to a summary of the conversation that was posted by the Chinese embassy in Washington, D.C., Tesla's cooperation with China has been smooth and successful. The article goes on to say that the meeting held great symbolism in contrast to Musk's perpetual jabs at Biden. Quinn Gang was signaling that the world's richest man gets along just fine with the Chinese government and was rubbing the U.S. administration's nose in it. For the many in Washington worried about China's quest for technological leadership, Musk's apparent chumminess with the Chinese is cause for alarm. The U.S. and China have become bare knuckled economic competitors, especially in tech rich industries such as electric vehicles. But here was Musk, one of America's most innovative business leaders, fawning before a representative of the Chinese government party, the Chinese Communist Party. Whose side is Musk on anyway? The article says it can be hard to tell. Musk may have founded the world's most important electric vehicle company in the fertile entrepreneurial soil of the United States, but its future relies as much on China as it does on its home country. That's why a pall of distrust has descended around Musk about his loyalties and intentions. And the article goes on here to say that if U.S. national security was left up to the business community we would be speaking Chinese tomorrow. I thought that was interesting. Kyle Bass said that, the founder of the investment firm Heyman Capital Management. And the article goes on to say, that raises a crucial question. Can Washington really get tough with China if U.S. companies see their future over there in the Chinese economy? For Musk, the answer is straightforward. Chinese drivers are forecast to purchase six million electric vehicles this year, and that's a bounty too lucrative to pass up whatever Washington thinks. Very interesting. So he's, you know, he's in business. He's going for the money, right? Obviously. The article says Musk has taken a pro-Beijing position on the contentious issue of Taiwan, which the communist regime considers an integral part of China, as we know. It also says that in 2018, Tesla became the first foreign automaker to strike a deal with the government to open manufacturing operation in China without a Chinese partner. And to this day, it remains the only one without a Chinese partner. Very interesting. The authorities in Shanghai, where Tesla operates a gigafactory, granted Tesla's local entity a preferential corporate income tax rate of 15% rather than the usual 25%. According to the company's financial reports, so that's pretty chummy, folks. And then it also goes in to say that Tesla's popularity in China keeps growing. Monthly sales have hit a record in September when this was written, when more than 83,000 locally made cars were shipped to Chinese buyers. Tesla's success in China certainly become a big contributor to Musk's immense fortune, which allowed him to buy Twitter. The Chinese government has not welcomed Tesla out of some lingering spirit of warmer U.S.-China collaboration that has supported Musk enterprise because China needs him as much as he needs China, which is very interesting. So the whole thing, but China's helped him get Twitter, you know, and Twitter can get some some or China can get some beneficial treatment out of that. So it's really fair to say in this whole thing, folks, that um, yeah, Steve Bannon's probably onto something here. It, it, it's kind of looking like old Elon Musk might be owned by Twitter which is kind of interesting. And I've got this compilation that Steve Bannon also had on a show that's, that's kind of interesting. And, it, and take note of the fact where Elon Musk is talking about AI replacing jobs and universal basic income is going to be required. Then he says, eh, later on, he says, eh, don't worry about that. It's like, what? But here it is. Have a look at this.
1: You are helping deliver that exciting future for x and for others i mean i'm trying my hardest to do so i love humanity and i think that we should fight for a good future for humanity and i think we should be optimistic about the future and fight to make that optimistic optimistic future happen I'm very confident about Tesla's future in China. Uh, the Chinese economy, I think, is going to do extremely well over the next decade and uh, will become the biggest economy in the world. And it's also uh, committed to a sustainable uh, energy future. And Tesla is doing both of those things. China, I think, long term will be uh, our biggest market, both where we make the most number of vehicles and where we have Ooh. the most number of customers. Do you, do you think there will be, basically, like, in, say, say, 2050 or whatever, that like a... a a robot in most homes is is what they will be, and people yeah, will, will, I think they will them and count on them. Yeah, you'll have your sort of buddy robot, probably. Yeah. I mean, how much for Buddy? Do you like? Do you do? You, how, how many applications do you thought is there? You know, can you have a romantic partner, a sex partner? I mean, oh, it's probably inevitable. There. It could be a pretty yeah. rapid replacement so. of certain types of jobs. How worried should the world be about that? I wouldn't worry about the the sort of putting people out of a job thing. AI Hmm. will make jobs kind of pointless. Probably the last job that will remain will be doing, writing AI software. And then eventually the AI will just write its own software. That's why I think long-term that there will need to be universal basic income. Um, Yeah. The obsession with truth is why I studied physics, uh, because physics attempts to understand the the truth truth of the universe. Um, And you see where things are going with virtual reality um, and augmented reality, and if you extrapolate that out into the future with any rate of progress at all, then eventually those games will be indistinguishable from reality. They'll be so realistic, you will not be able to tell the difference between that game and the reality as we know it. Well, how do we know that that didn't happen in the past? And that we're not in one of those games ourselves.
2: God. (laughs) Welcome back to maybe the not so smart, but pure evil of Stephen King, according to Elon Musk. Elon, just understand something, brother. We know more about your financial situation than you actually know yourself and how
0: you are owned. And And there's the tweet. So, you know, Steve Bannon is really no fan. I mean, he's, he's, totally against Elon Musk here, folks. And then he goes into this transhumanism thing. And let's kind of get the skinny on that. Let's sort of align with exactly what that is. So transhumanism is a philosophical and intellectual movement which advocates the enhancement of the human condition by developing and making widely available sophisticated technologies that can greatly enhance longevity and cognition. So Later on in the show, we had Joe Allen on and uh, I thought it was interesting. It's it's again, non-political, and the man actually raised some good points. So have a listen to this.
2: Talk about how on the right and the left, how you have to adopt AI in order to compete going forward, whether it's a chat bot or whether it's financial analysis or whether it's art generation or whether it's for warfare. The idea is that human beings have to have AI to compete. And Elon Musk, being someone who is very familiar with evolutionary theory, in fact, that seems to be one of his motivating principles, uh, about two weeks ago uh, tweeted, AI plus human versus AI plus human is the next phase. But the human part will decrease in relevance over time, except perhaps as will, like our limbic system is to our cortex and what he means by that is that the next phase of human evolution will be cyborgs, the sort of cyborgs that he would like to see created using devices like Neuralink, and that no human being will be relevant in that milieu, in that environment, unless they are linked to AI. It will just be cyborg versus cyborg in the future. Oh, and maybe most importantly, there, he talks about how human beings will be less relevant going forward just as our limbic system or our mammalian brain is less relevant uh, in, in comparison to our cortex, like when you look at a dog as compared to a human. And we will be, in essence, in his worldview, dogs as compared to the cyborgs. That is the worldview yeah, scary. driving him to create the culture that he's had an enormous impact on, right? He's a culture king. It can't be doubted. And that culture then is bleeding over into politics, and you see all these conservative ink guys, you know, bending over backwards to ingratiate themselves to him because yep. they're going to get a few extra likes on Twitter, I guess. Uh, yep. I, 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 for me, Steve, for him to call you smart and evil, he's a man obsessed with intelligence. So he knows intelligence when he sees it, but. Ultimately, in his worldview, that intelligence means nothing compared to artificial intelligence. That will be the new god. No, no, no. As far as evil goes, make sure you don't. Hold on, hold on. Make sure. Yeah, but you are honest, and he is not an honest man. Make sure you remember. He said, "I used to think Bannon was smart and evil. Now I just think he's evil. So that's fine. We're good on that. We're all good." He took the bait. He made. He made the fun.
0: You know, Steve Bannon's up for this because Elon Musk, you saw that tweet at the time that he grabbed it. 1.6 million people saw it. So I think Steve Bannon is getting a little bit of mileage out of this, this whole thing on 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 his behalf, you know. But he brought up some interesting things there, folks. This, this whole thing about if you don't have the chip in the back here, uh, this neural link, you're going to be irrelevant unless you have this. And you're going to have, like, humans that are on a level of like being dogs compared to the the ones that have this Neuralink. So, okay, the next thing I wondered was, okay, what is the timeline for this? You know, what what are we looking at here? And have a look at this, folks. Evidently, Neuralink could start human trials in 2023. We could be less than a year away from having human brains implanted with microchips. It might seem like a crazy technology to implement, Uh, yada, yada, yada. But then you've got to get FDA approval for all this Mm -hmm. stuff, right? At least in the United States. What's the timeline there? And it looks like it's not going to be happening anytime soon. Owing to safety concerns, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has rejected Neuralink's late 22 application to begin human trials. Reuters has reported. And not only that, but, um, you know, when you go out and you look at, you know, these trials are all being done on chimpanzees. Not a big fan of that myself. Not a big fan. Um, you know, putting these things through what they did and it's all for it, right, the advancement of mankind. Give me a break. I'm not a fan of that. So, the the whole thing here folks that um the FDA hasn't approved this in the US, but it's you know, who knows. In China they could be doing this. Right? Probably are. So there could be people walking around with these these chips in their heads, you know might explain some of the stuff that uh, is going on over there. But so we're heading into this situation where we currently have the rich and the poor, right? The haves and the have-nots. Now, we're not only going to have that going forward, as we always have, but we're also now going to have those with and without the neural links, the chips in their heads. So if you think If you think that you know when you talk about computers and all of that kind of stuff nowadays, if you think that hacking is bad now, I mean, just wait until people are getting Elon's chips in their head, and anyone that's that's evil that's sitting around, you know, trying to hack things today is not going to go away when all these people are walking around with chips in their heads. My God, this is going to be a whole new level. I mean, these people are going to be energized to hack the chips in their heads in in my point of view and they just won't be able to resist it. So it's going to be a whole new level of hacking because if you can control masses of people through a hack and God knows, you know, what they're going to be able to pull off. I mean, I'm just I'm just leaning into not being a fan of this, obviously. And when you get to a, a situation, do you want a cyborg president? Somebody that's half human and half AI or half cyborg. I mean, this is what's coming our way, folks. I'm going to be one of those, um, you know, like the vaxxers, you know, I don't want the vax, the MRN, you know, I can't have, well, I'm going to be like that, I think, when it comes to these chips. Not going to do it. I want to thank you for joining me, folks. Buckle up here. I think it's going to, uh, looks like it's going to be a bumpy ride going forward. Till next time, folks. Thanks for joining me.